Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. It is Monday, October 5th. My name is Lincoln Shrike. He is Kevin Soley. It's the day after a very strange London marathon. The uh, I think you can definitely say the most anticipated marathon event of 2020 because it's basically all we've had other than Tokyo, which seems like six decades ago. Um, Kevin, the weather was really inclement. The results were not what we expected, at least on the men's side. And Elliot Kipchoge uh, is no longer the world's best marathoner. Or wait, maybe we should talk about that. We'll, we'll have, we have a lot to get into. Uh, what was your reaction to yesterday's two races? Well, I'll disagree with the last part of your statement there, but everything else you said was spot on. Other than Bridget Koskai dominating, nothing went to plan. Nothing was as we expected it. And obviously, even... Even if Kipchoge won the race, we'd have plenty to talk about today because from the last time we recorded last week, uh, Bekele dropped out of the race, but that seems somehow to be the fifth biggest story now that the race yeah. w- was actually run. It, it was wild. It was completely wild. Uh, so on Kipchoge's side, well, I guess I should say up top, we're going to be grading everyone's performance, um, at mm-hmm. least the, the big names. Uh, I wanted to point out one thing when I was watching the race. If you would have told us, hey, the men's race is going to come down to a full-on sprint in the last 20 meters between a Kenyan and Ethiopian, I think we would have been salivating. We would have been saying, oh, my gosh, Bekele finally finally matched Kipchoge. And then you hear that the the Ethiopian won. You said, oh, my God, what a a race. We got exactly what we wanted, except for the fact that it was Shira Katata and Vincent Kipchumba. And Bekele dropped out two days prior (laughs) – and Elliot Kipchoge was uh, a minute or so behind. It was totally, totally unpredictable. I do, uh, I do want to start with with the men's race, and I feel like we have to grade everyone. So even those who didn't sure. show up for the test, we have to have to grade. What grade? And I'll put you on the spot. I have one in mind. But what grade would you give Kenanisa Bekele uh, for withdrawing from this race? You could say incomplete because he didn't run it, but it's yeah. an F. It's an F. He didn't yeah. run the race. He he dropped out. This has been an issue throughout his marathon career. I think when we got the news on Friday, anybody who was surprised hadn't been paying attention. It was more like, oh, okay. You had talked about it. Other people had talked about whether or not he was going to even finish the race. And that didn't just extend to the race itself. But I think that also um, indicated the the point prior to the race, those final like two, three days that are always in between when the press conference is and when they go to the start line, you always see people yeah. uh, drop out. This is in the context of Joshua Cheptegei potentially taking his 10K world record in two days. This is in context of Kipchoge finally being mortal. This would have been his chance. This would have been his right. best chance to to beat him. And, and he wasn't there. He might have a good reason for why he wasn't there. He said it was an issue with his calf, but it's it's still it's still an F. And I go back to kind of what I said in the spring when this was called off, Lincoln, not to quote myself, but I'll quote myself here. There you go. Every moment that passed, it decreased the likelihood that this matchup was gonna come to fruition. And right. I didn't I didn't think it would just I thought it would be just be on the Bekele side. Turns out it was both Bekele and Kipchoge. 
But his 20141 was was lightning in a bottle. He caught it last year in Berlin. Um, that there's no guarantee that he's going to ever duplicate that that performance again. And now we saw him regress back to the mean in the marathon, which unfortunately for him means either underperforming or not even getting to the finish line. Yeah, I, I gave him a D minus and just a higher grade slightly because his career record in the marathon against Elliot Kipchoge did not get worse here. But it, you're exactly right. The biggest <laughs> takeaway here is uh, is he missed his opportunity to beat Kent, uh, Elliot Kipchoge. Now, maybe he wouldn't, maybe he truly did. I assume he did everything to get on the start line and he showed up knowing this was in the back of his mind. If you think good intentions. And he just said, it's a 50-50 shot and I'll give it give it my best and I'll go to the press conference. And then, but you know, we've just seen this too often from him um, to think that I don't know. I hate to like question someone's like motivation, but you couldn't even get out on the start line. You couldn't even like just give it a shot. I mean, what's the mm -hmm. what's the harm in he's what is he, 37? So what are we worried about? He's gonna like tear his calf, and then and then what? He's not ready for. I guess you could say the Olympics, but mm -hmm. this is it. This was his Olympics in the marathon. Like this is all you have left to prove. Yeah, he could get a medal in the Olympics, but when it like we we all know that uh, that a that a major marathon performance is is bigger deal than the Olympics as far as the fields that are concerned mm -hmm. and this was a unique opportunity and yeah he's got to be absolutely kicking himself with his good calf to mm -hmm. for for missing this this chance he gets a d minus and a note a note to uh to from the teacher to talk to his parents because th this is just absurd I, I i just i understand he struggled to say to stay healthy and i, I also understand the marathon's a tough distance here but come on, we hyped this up forever. The London people did so, so much. If he was healthy enough to travel, to get into the bubble, to warm up ostensibly, to, to I mean, to, you know, do his, do his shakeouts a couple days before, just give it a shot. Did the thing just like tighten up? Did he trip over his bed? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't understand. We'll get into the race. I, I guess I shouldn't harp so much on him, but I just not even showing up to the start line, I, I think is a is another indictment on his marathon career. He he's is something's something mentally feels like it to me is, is psyching him out in this. Now, maybe he just got an, got an injury cuz he's 37 and he's been running at a high level for 20 years. But I, I I this is embarrassing. I just this was I I couldn't believe it when I mean I could believe it but I couldn't believe it. This is yeah. outrageous that he couldn't even make it to the start line. Yeah, I guess What's worse, you know, scratching the day before or getting 10K through and then pulling the plug? I don't, I don't know. I think we still would have been harsh on him either way. And I, I, I believe that the injury is legit. I'm just, you know, it's, it doesn't mean you, you can't fail though. That's, that's part yeah. of it is getting ready yeah. and being, being set to go. I, when you look back at how this race was run, obviously it didn't take 20 two or 201 to win it would that have played to his favor maybe he was a little bit not in the best form because this issue was was plaguing him throughout but i'm i'm with you in terms of like what are you waiting for it seems like if you wait for the perfect situation to run a marathon you'll never run a marathon that just seems yeah, something exactly. that goes along with the distance so yeah i don't i don't get it i guess it's a let's save ourselves for one last push towards the olympics and Hope that that goes well, but I mean, there's no guarantee that that's going to go his way. And then after that point, what's the, what do you save yourself for? At a certain point, just, just go for it. Just go for it and yeah. see what happens. Well, the, the, if you are trying to quote, you know, save yourself for the Olympics, I mean, a guy, Shira Katata just improved his standing for the Ethiopian Olympic team. Decisa is a fantastic championship runner yeah so i mean yeah. it's it's no guarantee by pulling himself i mean he knows this right but but by by pulling himself from the race it's like well i'm saving myself for the olympics i you know he wants to extend his career like anyone would want to but i i think he was better served just giving it a shot but that's just my opinion okay we'll move on to kipchoge and i do want to talk about the winners because they deserve some some chat but it this race will be remembered for what happened to the hyped up matchup between Bekele and and Kipchoge uh Kipchoge seemed 
you know, obviously fine through halfway, seemed okay through, through, I don't know, 30K. And then the wheels mm-hmm. started to kind of kind of go off. I want to give him two grades. One, Elliot Kipchoge, uh, 85 or 95% of his body, Elliot Kipchoge, all the way uh, up to his ear. And then they give his ear a separate grade. So we'll start with his ear. Mm-hmm. I got to think that's an F. The, the ear was not ready to, was not ready for game time. Uh, no, separately uh, for, for just for Kipchoge. Um, I, I, I don't know, a C minus, you know, he was there. It, it, it really seems, I know he's not a guy for, for an ex, for excuses, but this looked like he was fine going with the pace. And then, and then I just, for someone who's so experienced, and I don't want to be an apologist, someone who has done this over and over again, for him to say my ear blocked and it caused me issues. I tend to believe him and think this was a fluke thing that just hadn't happened to him yet, but he'll be back. This was just a, this was just the, the finally, the, the chips didn't align perfectly for the first marathon in 14, 15 tries. You're a easier grader than I am. He's won everything since 2013, 12 marathons in a row have been perfect. I'm not going to give him an F because he finished the race and he looks to be in one piece, but I'm going to go D here. I don't understand the ear thing. I thought I misheard it. I thought I misread it. I watched one interview and he said it and he pointed to his ear. I saw another interview with the BBC's Gabby Logan where she actually followed up and said, oh, so like in the lead up, I think she was wondering what we were wondering, like, oh, maybe he has some congestion in in his body. And he said, no, 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 just during the race, my ear got blocked. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I don't know why that uh, impacts. Hold on. Let me, let me just interrupt here because I I have some experience here because I've recently come off a cold and, uh, he didn't say, I will say, huh? Kip didn't didn't have a cold. No, no, no. I'm just saying he didn't have a cold, but he was out in 50 degree weather when it was raining. And so cold like symptoms you're going to get a runny nose right you're going to some, some things are going to start to happen I, yeah it's strange for someone who's been so good for for that to be what what default you know what what leads to your your downfall not not this is going to be a permanent downfall this could be a one race thing but i i will say you know you get that and it's a little disorienting and it may have been tough for him to mentally get past that i would have thought he would but have been it, capable of that but it, I, I think it but was is it impacting his breathing what okay. maybe okay. maybe I maybe I mean, do we have any? You know, we really to really have this be a a truly informative podcast. We needed to get a nose, ear, and throat doctor on here. I wasn't able to secure that person uh, for today's <laughs> pod, so I apologize to the listeners. But I, 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 you know, it's it's tough because you want to just say, "Wow, Kipchoge got beat, and it was an ear. He must have psyched himself out." I do think there's some something to it that he mentioned it. I think it was disorienting and it may have, you know, his cadence may have been off and it may, let's be honest. I mean, you know, it may have mentally just, just shook him and he may have not been having a good day before that period. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a lot I of think things. It was a- it's very tempting as a commentator. It's very tempting to, to look at this and be like, to do the usual. Well, it was a pandemic race. His rival dropped out. Uh, it was cold. And then you got a little congestion. I mean, just throw this thing in the trash can. Come on. This is this didn't really count. It's tempting. No, I'm not I'm gonna, gonna do it, but it's tempting. I'm gonna I'm gonna count it, but I'm also gonna be asking some follow-up questions about the ear issue. I think because then he also talked about he felt tightness and all that other stuff, which that's okay. called running a marathon. And when everybody says, yeah. yeah, he complained of hamstring tightness at mile 24. Well, that's what happens when you run a marathon. That's just, that's like a swimmer yeah, yeah. saying they got wet when they got into the pool. That's just something that's yeah. going to happen. I think it was a combination of things. Cause when I rewatched the race, I watched it from the perspective of, I knew he had gotten beat cause I did not watch it live. Um, there was a couple points when he was motioning to slow it down to the pacer early on. They were chatting mm-hmm. a bit with the pacer, which I thought was noteworthy. I didn't see, maybe you saw it when you rewatched it. The last 30 minutes, I didn't see him get a bottle. And I don't know if yeah, he missed a bottle. I don't know if he forgot a bottle. So maybe, you know, that, that could have had something to do with it. Maybe the ear led into that because he didn't hear somebody yell bottle station coming up. Or again, it was just so, uh, it, it threw him off. Um, and the weather, 
the weather, you know, d- yeah. different people react well to the different types of weather on, on that day. Just because you run good and cold weather once doesn't mean you're always going to run good and cold weather. He was shaking visibly after after the race, although a lot of athletes were as well, too. So I think it was just – I think it was the marathon. I think it was just this combination of, yeah. of, of bad things. But it's not like here, – here's what it what's interesting to me. He didn't fall off completely. Right. Yeah. He got dropped. He yeah. got dropped at mile twenty three. And granted, it was a it was a slow lead up. They went through in sixty three. About they were supposed to go through in sixty one. A lot of that probably yeah. was they were deferring to Kipchoge. Maybe they yeah. could have beat him by more. But he got eighth. He got eighth, but was less than a minute behind. And he lost that minute in what the final about two and a half miles. You know, it was before mile twenty four when he dropped out. Um, maybe twenty three point five. I don't know the exact spot. So losing a minute in the final two and a half miles, like. That's not a ton. Like we we've seen people crater much worse than that. So I don't yeah. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was. I don't think he was that far off. And I think he'll be fine moving forward. I just think there was enough issues right there that that led him to that. I think if he was feeling 100, percent I think he would have gone hard at 30k. Yeah. And yeah. And, and he didn't because I think he was feeling it. And maybe, yeah, like you said, from the beginning of the race, just did, didn't quite feel good. If, if I mean, yeah. 60, 62, 54 is such a far cry, even considering the weather and you're pointing out that he's trying to get the pace slowed down, um, I think is a good point. I maybe think. I mean, he's going like this. Not, yeah. He's going like this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have audio in there, but he was visibly – like the commentators were saying he was asking them to pick it up, but I don't know anybody who puts their hands down as a motion to, to speed things up. It's usually speed. the opposite. There was a – there was at one point about I think it was an hour fifteen into the race, he took a look behind him, and there was eight dudes there, seven dudes with him. And I think he thought, yeah. okay, we haven't dropped anybody yet. And I, I think you know he's just looking at all these guys are are right on my heels, and we haven't went up this field at all. And again, you watch it back with a different perspective than you did live, but everything else looked fine. Nothing looked out of the ordinary. But maybe, maybe at that point he was thinking that they were a little going a little quicker than they were because this this should have been a manageable pace for him. And wins, and he's never run this slower than Rio. This is the slowest he's ever run in a marathon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still ran two hundred six. I mean, I I two hundred six long shot from two hundred one and very long shot from one fifty nine forty. But <laughs> right. uh, last time he finished eighth or worse in a race period, obviously never in a marathon. The twenty the famous twenty twelve Paris five thousand meters. Uh, I was 21 years old and could not pretty much grow facial hair. So it's been a bit. It's been a while ago since he since he finished eighth. Um, was that the one where everybody ran yeah. like 12:50 and 12:40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the uh, you know. Um, yeah, that was the, the, before, the before. Yeah, yeah. Gebra Meskel and uh, Gebra the other the other uh, Gebra. I don't know the other Gebra. What? There you go. Uh, that was the pre Brussels. Uh, 2018. That was our best 5,000 that basically we had had in the 20 the 2010s before that one. Um, is Kipchoge still the favorite for the Olympics to you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, is is it? Can we just put this one in the trash and just say he finally had a bad one, and so it's not impossible, but it's still highly unlikely because it seems like a lot went wrong, and maybe a, a you know somebody else would have dropped out or or somebody else would have fared much worse. Um, and sure, he benefited probably from a lot of people deferring to him early in the pace, early in the race. So, so perhaps uh, you know he would have lost by a lot more if everyone would have said, "Well, let's screw this. Let's just run the six. Let's run sixty-two at least. Like, let's not go out this slow." So he may have his margin of loss may have been, uh, just, you know, smaller just given his reputation and what everyone expected. But uh, so, so you do you? I mean, how much? How much less is he a favorite to you at the Olympics compared to? Assuming that'll be his next race because he races so infrequently, uh, how much less of a favorite is he for you than than uh, he would have been otherwise if he would have won? I mean, if we don't see any races from him between now and when he steps on the start line to the Olympics, it's going to depend what other people do. He's a, he's yeah. less of a favorite because we've actually seen it happen. Now we can actually conceptualize it, and more importantly, people who are running against him have seen it, and now they believe that they can beat him. But I don't think this you're you're going to take one loss 
after 12 consecutive perfect marathons and yeah. you're going to wait the, 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 the one loss. No, we know marathon. Oftentimes there are these isolated events that happen almost in a, in a vacuum. I think he'll be fine. He'll be, there was enough that I saw. He's not completely out of it. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah. He's still the favorite. Yeah. All right. So we talked a ton about Kipchoge. I mean, we could do a whole podcast about, I could do a whole podcast about his ear probably. Um, mm-hmm. But let's, let's move on. Let's go straight to the top of the leaderboard. Shura Katata, um, very talented marathoner. Not a, not the guy I would have thought would have been the one to, to win this had Kipchoge and Bekele faltered. Um, I thought that would have been like Garamu's position, maybe Washahoon's, but, but credit for him for running, running tough. Uh, you got to give him an A plus, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he was the last man in that pack for a really long time. And it almost looked like he was going to get dropped because he was so laissez-faire mm-hmm. about where he was. He sort of yeah. occupied that Mo Farah in the, in the 10K position back there. Real smart, though. That finishing kick, he rallied. He got overtaken and then, and yeah. then came back. And this isn't his first, first rodeo. You know, he's run second in London before. But to bring it right. back to Kipchoge, because it's been 20 seconds since we've mentioned him, Part of the reason why I'd keep him as that part of the reason why I'd keep him as his favorite is no, I mean, that was a, that was a blanket finish. Any one of those top three probably could have won Leme, Kipchumba or Katata. They were separated by four seconds and even Garamu and Wassanen on a different day could, I, I, I just feel like when a marathon comes down to a kick, it's almost, it's almost like uh it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. And, and it's right. not like, Oh, this yeah, person, right. this person's smart, man. They made it tactical. It's not like the 1500 on the, on the on the track, yeah. you never know how you're going to react after that long. So part of the reason why I'm I'm still thinking Kipchoge is is a, a big favorite for gold is no one emerged from this. Like mm-hmm. Kipchata, if Kipchata went and ran 203 and beat everybody by a couple minutes, then you're like, oh, you're in trouble. But instead, I feel like it's just Kipchoge versus the field. Kipchata happened to get it done today, but we we haven't seen anything that separated any one of these guys from from the rest of the field to be the main challenger to Kipchoge. Certainly not. No, I would, I would agree. I will say Katata had, you know, we think back to 2018, he got second to Kipchoge ran to a four lost by, I don't know, 30 seconds, but you know, he's, he's had some moments where we kind of thought he would emerge not as a Kipchoge challenger, but as a, I don't know, maybe somebody on yeah. the, but they've all uh, had on the that, level right? of like a cam war of like a cam war war somebody like that and he still has yet to do to do that but they all have had that yes of course um but even if this is, ends up being the the highlight of his of his career i mean he, he's the second guy i guess you could say seven guys beat him which is true but he's the second guy to dethrone elliot kipchoge and the first since he's been this otherworldly uh, one of the best athletes of all time so if that's his legacy, good on you, Shurikatada, because that's 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 pretty solid. I do think he still he has a lot to offer. Do I think he's going to be a world record breaker? Probably not. Um, I think the the weather suited him perfectly, and the you know, the fact that he was kind of able to linger. I think he was kind of tracking Kipchoge. That was his because he was behind mm-hmm. Kipchoge at certain points. Right. It was kind of like, well, if I follow him around, I've got a pretty good chance to win. And obviously, he had to get going once Kipchoge fell off. But yeah, you're right. I, you 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 look at him and you watch the race differently, of course, because you know who wins. And you're like, oh wow, he's he's way back there. Smart, smart from him. I mean, he ran a very very intelligent race, and it, when it turned tactical, that benefited him greatly. The guy who's run well in New York, who's finished second, this a lot of things fell right for him. Um, and it doesn't suddenly make him the Olympic favorite. Of course, we still have Kipchoge. Yeah. And and you know there may be an Ethiopian that finishes ahead of him. There's no there's no guarantees in, in the marathon, and he's not immune from from uh, the, the the struggles of a race. But he has been good for for quite a while, and uh, you know you hang around, and and you're a guy. He's consistent. He finishes races, which is crucial. Uh, you know, consistently finishes. Not a not a dropout king like a Kometo or Bekele. And and something good is is bound to happen. And you're right. It it, it was a it was just a roll the dice type of moment. He looked beat. I thought in the last hundred, and then and then he had something left. I I liked your text. In all respect, to him he looks like a soccer player who's transitioning to cross country. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. smoothest form, right? He kind of runs no. heavy, and uh, but he but but you know he he got it done. A plus for him, and uh, 
he 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 can skip a grade too. He he gets to he gets to jump straight to high school. Yeah, when I told you, you remind me of a soccer player whose coach made him go out for cross country. I meant that in a complimentary way, like a guy who goes out mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's like the second best kid on the cross country team, and all the cross country yeah. kids are jealous. Like, man, this guy didn't do any miles in the summer. He's got this weird stride, but he just has so much aerobic fitness that he's able to get it done. Rewatching it, you'd think Katata is the guy who gets dropped and Kipchoge is the guy who wins just because Kipchoge had positioned himself in the pack throughout the race as yeah. somebody who looked like he was in control and Katata was just hanging out in the back. Yeah, he could, de- he could develop into the guy. I'm just saying in this race, he didn't, he didn't really separate himself from, from everybody else. Now, it was so tactical. For the beginning part, he didn't have a chance, but he could have made a move with a lap to go or half a lap to go and mm-hmm. won this thing by, I mean, he wasn't going to win it by a minute, but even in that tactical right. setting, he could have done, you know, what Kipchoge did to Guya Dola in Berlin that year and just come back on him and then put 10, 15, 20 seconds yeah. on him. But instead it, it came down to a kick. Every race is different. I'm just saying if you're Kipchoge and you're looking at this, you're thinking, okay, well, there's there's still no no main competitor for me. It was supposed to be Bekele. He he's on the he's on the ropes. Katata's pretty good, but I mean everybody else was right with him. So I just got to get back to where I was, and then I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Um. So a plus for him. Like I said, he gets to he gets to skip a grade. Uh, I, I think he's probably, albeit how difficult it is for uh, East African nations to pick the correct athletes. I think he's probably secured his spot at the Olympics, but, mm-hmm. but we shall see now. Now they're not athletics Kenya, but it still is, you know, not a guarantee, but I would assume he is going to be yeah. on the start line in, in Sephora. Uh Moving right along. Uh, Vincent Kipchumba. If he would have won, I, I, uh, this would have just been absurd. I mean, good marathoner, but like, <laughs> has never done anything made any noise in a in a major I, I totally did not see this coming I mean, he had he had the race of his life to to finish second uh i don't let's see i don't i i say he's never made noise in in a in a major that's because he's never run a major a, right. a major marathon debut and you almost win the stinking london marathon uh i got to give him an a just just a, not an a plus simply because he didn't win but fantastic race from him yeah i'll give him an a i'll give the first part of his kick an a plus and the second part of his yeah. kick a c and if he was able to put those two things together he could have won the thing the more i think about it the more this race reminded me of a dubai marathon if we have marathon mm. super fans out there they'll they'll know what i'm talking yeah. about where now the times usually in Dubai are a little bit quicker than this, but then it always kind of comes, it comes down to a whole bunch of people. And in that group, you have a couple people, people you've heard of and are familiar, even if, if you're following the sport right. closely, but then a couple people like a Vincent Kipchumba where you're like, Oh wow, they're having the race of their life. Cause everybody's just taking a shot and taking big swings and, you know, credit to him for, for being there. Didn't quite have enough to, to close the deal. But I mean, when you lose by a second in a marathon, I don't think you'd be too upset. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, no. A for him, and then we move to the third place guy, the the third wheel of the the last final desperate sprint. Sisse Lima, uh, he'd run two hundred three before. He gets third here. Uh, just didn't just didn't have the wheels at the end. I'd say a, a B plus or an A minus. I'll, I'll go A minus. I'm feeling I'm feeling charitable. Yeah, I know. I just said you can't be mad if you lose by one second in a marathon, but if you lose by four seconds in a marathon like Lima did, mm, inexcusable. D. Yeah. Now he 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 did a lot of leading, and I, I wonder if he thinks back to it. Maybe I maybe I could have kept my powder drier. Then again, Katata led in the end when it was really important towards those last miles. So that could just be overanalyzing. But yeah, you give yeah. you give them a, a a B plus. I think. Uh, we will uh, save everyone else from the four through seven finishers from from grades. <laughs> we'll just assume they all get Bs. Uh, do we want to move on to to the women's race? Sure, well, we can grade. Do you want to grade Jared Ward, top American, the only American? I was going to say that. Um, okay, you know it was clear with him. Yeah, we can we can do that. I was just I was going to be nice um, and maybe spare him from that. But you know it was clear. 
going in that there was going to be a narrative around this. If it didn't go well, that he only had eight weeks to prepare, and that is four weeks shy or a month shy of his usual buildup. Uh, it did mm-hmm. not go well for him. He did end up getting lapped, so he did uh, not meet his his goal. Um, two twelve. I, I don't think he did. Did he get lapped? Did he? I don't think did he, he get lapped. lapped? Did he not? I don't think. He, oh, no, I don't think he did. Oh, you'll revise that. You'll I, revise that statement right now. Well, here's the thing. Here, I want to make it. Let me let me make an, a little bit of a uh, amendment to what I was talking about. The broadcast wasn't great. And listen, I know it's a challenge here. They weren't, you know, they weren't able to be there on site, and they're trying to monitor a lot. It was jarring to watch this. There was a lot going on. They were showing the British pack, probably because mm-hmm. it included Mo Farah pacing. First off, I thought Mo Farah was going to pace the main group. Did they really need Mo Farah out there jogging to try to run to help guys with an Olympic standard? The, there was too was much fun. going on. I, I just assumed he got pa- I, I just assumed he got lapped. My mistake. Um, I'm looking at his tweet I, right now. It says, I haven't felt like that since my first marathon. I'm going to train a little longer next time, but hashtag didn't get lapped. Congrats. Okay, Kitata. my bad. My bad. Um, my bad. Uh, it it was hard to follow this race f- for a lot of reasons, but, but you know, we didn't get to see Ward a lot, obviously, and so that was part of the thing. So that spares him from maybe a, a, a harsher grade, but he didn't get lapped. Good on him. That was that was helped, obviously, by the tactical nature of this race. Uh, I, I, you know, a, a, a 2.12 performance from him, a 2.12 be exact, 2.12.38, a, a C, a flat C for, for me. I, I, I would have expected better, but, you know, the conditions were rough, and obviously he didn't get a full chance to prepare. Yeah, C was what I thought of. I think, yeah, he's a professor. He'll, he'll probably find that that grade is fair. I mean, if you have a a bad day in terms of conditions, a shortened buildup, and your default, if you're an American, is mid-212, that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. I think the potential was there for more, but I don't think this was a – this wasn't a fast day for most people. There were select fast performances, but the top of the women's race wasn't particularly fast. The top of the men's race wasn't particularly fast. Uh, I think they had designs on it being quicker, but the the weather did not allow for that in most cases. Yeah. So mm-hmm. two twelve, two twelve for him. Emmy coming off of a DNF in or not a DNF, but a sorry. Now I'm getting all of my ward facts wrong. Yeah, coming off I, of a a a bad race at, at trials, I think that's that's pretty good. I mean, if you're an American and you're yeah. defaulting to two twelve, so see, yeah, got it. All right, we'll move on to the women's race. Uh, Bridget Cosguy. We didn't challenge the women's only world record, like maybe thought was thought to be possible. Not for lack of effort. They went through in sixty-eight and some change through through the halfway. So it was it was nice and solid. But Kazguy just glided away from Chepnegich and just dominated the whole thing. You kind of you texted me and said it was kind of a boring race, save Sarah Hall, who we'll get to in in, in just a minute. But as far as as Kazguy goes, I just give her an A, maybe not an A plus because it wasn't a perfect day. But but I mean, she just trampled this field. It was it was a dominant performance she didn't necessarily even have to be her full best uh once the pacers dropped off i think it was it was in both the athletes minds why are we trying to crush this let's just <laughs> it's just a fight for the win yeah. so the pace dramatically slowed down they, they threw in a 5,000 or a 5k split over 17 minutes um i don't know if it would have stayed fast who would have i mean i think it still would have benefited Kazguy more this was always going to be her race but uh not much drama in this one. Kazguy's still the overwhelming queen of, of, of the marathon. I know that there were some names missing from this. There was no Mary Katani, of course, uh, and some other athletes. Uh, but, you know, Chepnagic is not on the level of Kazguy. I think that was shown on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I would give her a, a like an A+. Plus. Now, graded against her own standard, it would probably be something like a B plus or or an A minus. Yeah. But she won this thing by three minutes and yeah. did not seem bothered at all by the weather or any mm-hmm. of the conditions out there on Sunday. Yeah, pretty perfunctory effort. They went through it sixty eight ish and yep. slowed down from there. I mean, the wheels completely fell off Chepnegich and Cosguy mm-hmm. just kept scooting right along. I know the second half was a bit slower. It would have been neat to see a women's only world record. I think definitely think she was capable of that if the if the conditions were better. But oh, also she God, needs a little yeah. bit she needs a little bit more competition too if that's if that's yeah. gonna happen at, at some point. Uh, which is tough because yeah. women's only world record means there's only women in the race. So they got to figure out 
how to get a rabbit with her that long in the race to provide her some sort of company. But yeah, I would say, I would say an A for Costco. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest surprise save Kipchoge was Sarah Hall's performance to finish second and dramatically so to kick down Chep Negic in the, in the race's final meters. Um, I think this is probably an A plus for her, especially coming off of a DNF at the, at the trials. She, in the second half started playing Mario Kart and just picking off people one by one by one by one. Uh, she ran an absolutely perfect race. And I, I kind of thought my thought with, with, with this was this was perfect for her as a serial racer. If, if her preparation wasn't ideal, that's not going to affect her as much as it would other, other athletes. Uh, simply because she just gets out there and and swings swings for the fences um, at a lot of different races and 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 goes for it. So I think this was a perfect situation for her, and the race plan was perfect. Go, goes out con- relatively conservatively, and and then is able to use the weather to her advantage to get, to get off to pick off athletes one by one, and the amount of confidence you you gain from that. But to PR in this race when I don't think anybody else did save for Molly Seidel, of course. I guess there are some athletes further down on the list who PR'd, but to PR and to get second for her, this is this was the race of her career thus far. And to be, you know, 36, 37 and, and to get a top three at a to, to get a top two at a at a at a major first time since 2006 that an American's finished on the podium in London since Dean Castor won. This was absolutely a, a career performance and one that we'll always associate with Sarah Hall. This was this was stunning and 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 incredible. Yeah, it's an A plus for Sarah Hall. She ran the first twenty six miles like Des Linden, and then she ran the last point two like Shelby Houlihan. You look at those yeah. early miles; it was it was clicking off splits. She was completely by herself, no pacers around. That usually spells trouble but she was not bothered at all and then started closing the gap, closing the gap, closing the gap, and then just unleashes the fury at the end. That final close was nuts because when you saw that camera shot of how far she was behind Chepnegich, it didn't look like she had a shot. The commentator said, oh, that's probably too far and just came through like she was crushing the end of a 1500. I mean, I was, jaw was on the floor for, for that performance, but just as impressive were, were the the miles that came before it because she was doing it basically by herself and was rolling people up one by one by one. So a great a great performance for for Sarah Hall and on a, on a very big stage she gets she gets an A plus. And look at her year. She ran she broke sixty nine minutes uh, at the beginning of the year in Houston for a half. Um, then she DNFs in in Atlanta. Uh, later in the year in August, she runs 68-18 in a kind of a time trial situation in Eugene for a half marathon. And then the, the 2.22.01 here to get second dramatically in dramatic fashion here. Do you think she would trade all of this year for a, for an Olympic berth? And, you know, would, would she trade this performance for, for finishing? Because, you know, she desperately obviously wanted to make it in the marathon and would have had, you know, a would have, was a favorite to do so. Um, would you trade this performance for, for an, like, would she trade places right now with, with Molly Seidel if she could? to to Because to, uh, this is, you know, th- to me, this is worth an Olympic spot. I mean, this is, obviously it's not, you know, you're not contending for an Olympic medal. I get that. But, and she probably will never again have that shot. But th- this is a performance to define a career off of and you may not remember it on the level of you know a let's say a um a, a, a top five finish at at the at the at the olympics but i mean will we remember this or jared ward's sixth place finish in rio more i think we we, we will remember this so this is certainly a for somebody to answer back after a bad day in atlanta this is as good as it gets and i almost think you know this I don't know. It makes it's going to be much easier to forget about the DNF. It's not going to sting as much now that she's come back with this effort. I disagree. I think she'd still trade it for 
the Olympics because it's not just what you do at the Olympics. It's what you did at the trials. And if she made the team, that means yeah. she finished in the top three at the trials. You may not remember Jared Ward's sixth place in Rio, which I don't know why you're just taking a bunch of shots at Jared Ward on today's show, Lincoln. Oh, it's I'm very sorry. strange. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I'm just saying somebody a comparable performance that we could expect for her on a good day at the Olympics is basically what I was – yeah. But what I'm saying is you also remember the fact that he made the team in L.A. that day behind Rupp and Meb. So it's it's basically yes. two performances that you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think everybody wants to make the Olympics. That's the highest that's the highest stage. The mar- major marathons, we know, we know that sometimes they're even better than the than the Olympics, but everybody wants to be able to call themselves an Olympian. Doesn't take any now this is a nice substitute. This is a nice compromise, but I think she would have um I think she would have, yeah, traded places with with Seidel if it meant getting top three in it in in Atlanta. Can I can I offer a grade mm-hmm. for something different? A a, tan- sure. a tangent grade here. Uh, people sure. saying that people saying the U.S. should revisit their Olympic qualifying procedure because Sarah Hall ran two twenty two. They get an F. Oh no, they get an F. That's a bad take. Yeah, that's a bad take. I just yeah, no, I don't know who. I mean. I, well, they, they they were saying it on the broadcast, and they come to it from a British perspective, so that's that's fine. But it's like, can you believe she's not on the team? Yeah, she had a chance yeah. to make the team, and she didn't finish. Yeah. Also, if they and then they start talking about, well, you know, first two pass the pole, and then you leave open a spot for somebody. Okay, well, if that's the case, then Tulliamuk and Seidel are on the team, uh, and then you move Kip, Kipiego off. But I'm sorry, did something happen to Des Linden? Did something something happen to Emily Sisson? Like, what's the guarantee that we would give it to Sarah Hall? Like that that process, people think it's it's better and and more equitable. It's just having it completely backwards. All it leads to is you just picking the the performance that you remember the most, and it's just a way to respond almost to to public pressure more so than picking a team. Everybody had a shot. I think she would agree with this too. Everybody had a fair shake. Uh, She didn't have it on that day. Doesn't mean she can't have a. A good run later but we have to hear this stuff every time somebody who doesn't make the olympic team goes on and has a good day mm-hmm. man just what a career for somebody who's you know may ultimately never be an olympian i know we associate so much you know what's the value of a career if you don't make the olympics ultimately and i know right. it took her a while to come to the marathon but uh she's had a lot of success recently in the marathon i know it was again on the track it never quite materialized to that level but a long and very successful career for someone who may never, you know, represent the the U.S. on the Olympic stage. Um, yeah, I, she's run everything. She's run I, like every event. I was being a little. It's incredible. Yeah, I was being a little facetious when I was saying she wouldn't trade it. I think she probably would would trade it. But now she gets to go into next year, assuming that the you know the marathon schedule, the the majors schedules, you know, looks starts to look normal again, and she can say, you know, she can run three majors in, in 2021, you know, this recipe works for her, this frequent racing. And if you fall, you know, you get in one and, and you have a bad one. Well, then I'll run another one in eight weeks. I mean, th- this, mm-hmm. she, she is able to do this and where other people can't. And so she still has obviously plenty to give it in, in this distance, even, even at 37, which how many races she's, she's done. So now having run 222, you say, well, can I run 221 or faster in Chicago? Can I can I go back to Berlin? And and you know, you would think in a good weather, she could certainly lower her personal best there. So there's still a lot for her to do, and and, and it kind of clears up her schedule. Again, she would take the Olympic spot if she had it, but it clears up her schedule for 2021, where she can try to run two to three majors, or you know, maybe more. I don't know. Um, and and keep trying to lower this personal best. So, uh, this there's a huge huge day for her. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point about her being able to adapt better than other people. So I'd give your point mm-hmm. there an A. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've had several other C minus points, but uh, uh, yeah. that's okay. So Jeff Negich uh, gets a C plus. I mean, she still finished on the podium, right? I can you can you give her a worse grade? She's got to be wondering. Hold on. She's got to be wondering. Can I get a normal weather marathon? I go from right. Doha running in the freaking desert to to now it's fifty degrees and and raining. Can can I get a can I get a sixty degrees and a light breeze? Like can, is that too much to ask? Yeah, you're right. You can't drop her much lower than a C. But I mean, she just she completely fell apart. She was there with Cosguy, and then and then it just it just all ended. Yeah very quickly but you know she stuck in there she finished um 
you know, Chariot dropped out. Bakary and yeah. Regetu were were farther behind. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to argue with you with a C. That sounds that sounds right. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to do the same thing just on time constraints. We'll skip the uh, Achete Bekele. Is that is that is, is her last Bikere. name? Bekele. Um, Bekele. Uh, and and the the fifth place finisher. Let's jump to Molly Seidel, who had a really really nice follow up to her uh, second place finish in Atlanta. Uh, 225-13, didn't get lapped, was always obviously part of the goal. Uh, what do you? What do we give her? I, I, I go with an A. Yeah, I think you give her an A. And I think if you took Sarah, like if you replace Sarah Hall's name with Vivian Chariot, and you're like, man, my Sadel got sixth and ran uh, 225. Like she beat some people. She beat everybody she was supposed to beat. And she didn't lose to right. anybody she wasn't supposed to lose to. That's an A. I think yeah. the only reason why you'd be swayed is because you'd have this top American mindset. And you think, okay, well, Sarah Hall beat her by, by three minutes. Well, no. We just said Sarah Hall had an A-plus day, ran the race of her life. That doesn't change what Molly Seidel yeah. did. We were talking – Jason and I were talking on, on the House Run podcast last week over under top American. I think we put the line at 7.5. Now, obviously, Hall blew that out of the water. But yeah, Seidel was, was the under as well too. On that tough of a day, this is, again, just her second marathon, running uh, 225.13, again, beating some people she uh, wasn't supposed to beat and and staying ahead of everybody else. That's an A. That's an A for Seidel. I think she's going to be – I think she's going to be a good spot heading into heading into uh, Tokyo next year. I'm interested what she does in the, in the spring next year. Um, you know, does she do – does she try to do a – you know, does she try to run Boston, another tactical race? Does she do something different? Um, does she just kind of lay in wait, do some half marathons and make sure that she's healthy, healthy for, for Tokyo? But whatever she's doing, it, it works for her. Pretty solid first two attempts at the marathon. Yeah. I don't think you can, you can get too much better save, uh, maybe Jordan has say, but at, on the level of where she's done it, and the situation she's had to overcome with the, you know, the pandemic and this being a unique race and obviously finishing second in her debut, uh, fantastic and deserves nothing but the, but the highest of praise. And, you know, she may have not the saying she was ready to run 222 and be with, with Sarah Hall because she wasn't, but, you know, I assume she was conservative and saying, you know, we need to have a good effort here. This will be a building block here. So to, to run a personal best in that weather. And I understand the Atlanta course was three times harder, if not more than, than what we saw yesterday, but for her to do that in the, in the weather um, and in, in her second try in the marathon, you take away the, the, maybe the beginner's luck. She now knows what she's in for. No, she, she, she knocked it out of the park once again. So a, a great race from her. And it, it's a more encouraging signs for her heading into the Olympic games that like, okay, she's not just a, you know, somebody who caught lightning in the bottle. Like you said earlier, she's, she, she's an experienced marathoner who knows what she's doing. And this is for sure her best distance. Uh, she showed that again uh, on Sunday. Yeah. I think she should stick with it. I think she got a future in it. Yeah, yeah. Stay stay with the marathon. Uh, I, I'm sure a coach didn't say that, so I'm we're giving her the best advice. Um anything, any other any other grades that we're that we're missing here, Kevin? London weather, I'd give an F. Um ah. ambiance, I'd give a C. Honestly, I think they should have pumped in some crowd noise. I think that would have helped. There were some really right. quiet spots near the course. I know they put the deep, you know, the cutouts of people. I think they should have lined the thing with television monitors and had people watching on Zoom like they have for the NBA playoffs, like all the way around the there course. It's only a mile go. and a quarter, right? If you put me on a screen, I mean, how many how many 55-inch LCD screens do you need? Actually, let's, let's make it 155-inch. Let's go real big here. Or drive-in movie size, whatever that is. How many do you need to, to circle the entire course? But at least get some, get some audio in there. I think could have helped yeah, a little I'd, bit. I enjoyed the cutout, and listen, I think they've they're, the the cardboard cutouts. We've probably seen enough of those, but there's just mm-hmm. been so much effort across the globe with the cardboard cutouts. And uh, man, those uh, those printing companies are just thriving right now. Um, 
that I think everyone assumes, well, we got to do the cutouts, right? And so they had the, yeah. they had the, you know, the humor, they had the queen there, some other, some other, I think some famous, I think maybe a Paula Radcliffe cutout. I, I can't be sure. I'd have to go back. They and, had a Kip Choge cutout. They did. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bias. And, it, and, and I do, I do want to give one more grade um, and kind of explain it. Hugh Brasher, the race organizer, the race director, he gets, he gets a B minus and he, here's how his thing went. If this was a school project, he had the master of a school project. It was a perfect school project. And then literally he forgot it at home. And it's not through his fault, you know? Maybe maybe his his brother like distracted him on the way to school or something. I don't know. But the, the I was thinking of the LeBron James meme or the gif where LeBron is mouthing what the F. That's got to be what mm-hmm. Hugh Brasher felt like on Friday and then into Sunday. He's like, I did all this, and this is the this is the result. Shira Katata mm-hmm. won this. No offense to Shira Katata, but I mean, like, we organized this for the two the the this this Herculean, you know, this massive matchup, and one guy mm-hmm. gets eighth, and one guy doesn't even make it to the start line. So he uh, he left a school project at home. He gets a B minus. He passes still because everyone knows how well he did to organize this and put the names in the field. But from where this was. Uh, I don't think you can look out on this on anything else on the men's side than than a disappointment because it, not just that one of those guys didn't win, but for this to be the way that Kipchoge fell and for Bekele to to not even make it to the start line, it's a disappointment. I, I think from the hype, this race flopped a little bit. Didn't we talk about this on Friday's episode or Thursday's episode for the men? And I was like, Bolt when Bolt lost, maybe I talked about this somewhere else. Bolt didn't lose to a guy who ran nine fifty seven. Bolt right. lost because Bolt got worse. Bolt got worse, right? Bolt had a bad yeah. day. Whatever it is you want to say, like that. That yeah. it, it wasn't like it wasn't like somebody rose to his level on that day. It's he kind of went back right. to where the pack was, and that's what yeah. happened here with Choge. If you take out the negative storylines or the storylines of people not running that well or dropping out, the memories of the race that I think that all have are Sarah Hall wrecking ball kick. And the men's yep. race being being pretty close, you know, coming down to the wire because it's always exciting when there's a one second margin in a marathon. But other than that, like you won't really remember Bridget Costco's run just because it was so matter of fact and it wasn't a right. a splashy time. You won't remember anybody's time. Like there's no, yeah, I I am I tend to agree with you. And if I think if Kip, yeah if Kipchoge was to lose, you wanted it to be in a more dramatic, spectacular fashion. Like if he got second in this race, right. if Katata outkicked him, okay, wow, that would be that would be yeah. incredible, an indelible image. Instead, he just came trotting through less than a minute behind. With yeah. seven people. Seven people in front of him. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I think we'll be talking about this one for a while. I have heard from my sources that Elliot Kipchoge's ear has finally popped, so he's feeling better and is going to go on a 201 marathon tempo run today to just flush that race out of his legs. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, very strange circumstances around this one. And yeah, I think we'll be talking about this one all week until Joshua Chep, the guy, runs 2530 in the 10,000. Yeah. So. Uh, for myself, I don't think we're gonna be talking about it for a long day longer. I don't. I think this was it yeah. for the mar- marathon. Tomorrow we're previewing Chep the guy, and then Wednesday we get Chep the guy. Yeah, it's his All turn. Right. Well, it's your loss. I was gonna do a do a full documentary on Kachoga's <laughs> here, but whatever. Uh, okay, for myself, Lincoln Strike. He is Kevin Sully. Thanks to Alon for producing. We will see you guys tomorrow.